Hey everyone, welcome to the Brainy SLP podcast. My name is Danielle Kent and I am a mom, wife, and multi-passionate SLP, wild about equipping parents and professionals to confidently teach problem solving, socialization, communication, and play to all of our neurodiverse learners. By making our practices inclusive, we can reach all learners. All brains are amazing and understanding neurodiversity is key to our future. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Happy episode nine. Happy Autism Month. Um, This is a month for me that's a really special month because when I was at UVM in undergrad, I worked with an amazing family whose son was autistic. And um, it really, and, and then from there, in my junior and senior year, I did a honors thesis on theory of mind and autism. And in graduate school, I continued that research to really look more at social assessments in the in the field of autism. And so this month for me is personally one that I, I just want to take the month and, you know, the whole year, the rest of my career, to really be so thankful for the direction that it took and uh, being able to work with this family. So Jordan family, if you hear this, thank you so much. Um, I am just incredibly continually honored that, that I am blessed to do the work I am doing and that I am just feeling like I'm finally in this path of, of really realizing where I want to be as an SLP and where I want to go and how important it is to me to be working with autistic children all the way from young, all the way up through to high school and older to really shift the world we're in and really start to create a more inclusive community when it comes to understanding and supporting socialization, communication, and play. And so if you have heard me use identity first language so far, e.g. autistic uh, child or autistic person, then um, you might, if you aren't kind of haven't been following, you know, recent research and, you know, what, what autistic adults are saying, there's a really big shift in considering and using identity first language versus person first language, such as person or child with autism. And I know for me, when I was in graduate school, there was a huge push for person first language. And in fact, I actually got points taken off on an assignment I did because I used uh, identity first language. I said autistic person. And I remember I got points taken off for that. So it's so deeply ingrained. um, And and it was in graduate school that we already considered a person first. And um, there's a fantastic post that I'm going to link. Um, ASAN, the Autistic Self Advocacy Network, um, shared it. And it's a post by Lydia Brown. It was originally posted on their blog, Autistic Hoya. Um, And Lydia writes this phenomenal article about identity first language and that words and language are really powerful tools um, that we can use to express ideas, um, ideas, thoughts. And so one of the phenomenal points that she makes in this blog post is that um, a lot of people have said that we should always consider the person first, that... um, you know, you know, we especially see this in in the cancer field where we say, you know, person with autism or people with autism, because we don't want people who have cancer to be taking on that cancer as their own because it's a disease. It's a disease, possibly a terminal disease. And uh, my mom is is currently, you know, bravely uh, fighting cancer, kicking its butt. And so I really do, I do agree with this statement, but when it comes to autism, um, it's not a disease. It's, it's a developmental neurological 
diagnosed neurodevelopmental diagnosis. Um, and it's, you know, it is considered a disorder. Technically there's DSM criteria for it. Um, you know, I, I've come to really more feel it's just neurodivergence and, um, it's not something to be treated, but to be supported. Um, but, but anyways, that, that differentiation in and of itself, that realizing that, you know, well, we don't want, when we say, you know, child with autism, we're not saying that, uh, you know, th that, that who they are, that's all they are. No, but you know, a lot of autistic adults are saying we cannot be separated from autism. It is our identity. And so when you start thinking about that, you can start to wrap your, wrap your brain a little bit easier for those professionals who have only heard uh, person first language. That, that is really, really, really important. And if you're not already following a lot of voices on social media, following the hashtag actually autistic, I highly encourage you to do that. I highly encourage you to um, start following, listening to, and amplifying autistic voices because they have a lot of really important things to teach us. We have a huge job of learning and unlearning. So um, that's what I hope when you think about identity first language, I hope that gives you a little bit of a greater paradigm shift as we're thinking about using identity first language. You also might've heard me start off by saying happy autism month. You might've noticed I didn't say awareness. I didn't say acceptance. What I'm hoping is, um, you know, we all know of autism. We're all aware. My hope is that, um, we are shifting every single day and really working towards advocacy. And one of the big, um, one of the big resources that I've really been using, and you know, thank you so much to the wonderful parent who um, supported me to find this resource, Mel, if you're listening, thank you, um, is this is Autism Level Up. And it's really um, about going from wherever you're at and understanding autism and leveling up from awareness to acceptance, to appreciation, to empowerment, and then to advocacy. And the two uh, researchers who are working together on this, one of whom is autistic, two phenomenal professionals. I'm also going to link Autism Level Up in the show notes. The resources and the knowledge that these two professionals have is simply beyond anything I've really personally experienced. Um, and I feel like it's, it's a real shift in terms of understanding regulation. Uh, that's, that's one of the, one of the key programs that I use, um, from autism level up is, is their energy meter. Um, but really thinking about this shift in level up, level up. Um, a lot of people are aware. So do we really need to call this autism awareness month? No, uh, acceptance. I still feel like we're not at the acceptance phase, but then can we even level up further and appreciate because you know what? A lot of autistic minds have created amazing things in our world and will continue to do so. And a lot of the traits that are considered disordered parts of the diagnostic criteria for autism really, I believe, are powers that will advance our world. Um, and so that's where appreciation and empowerment comes in for me in this autism level up framework. And then lastly, advocacy, really amplifying autistic voices and advocating for autistic voices for a better future for all. Because you know what? A better future for all of us means a better future for all of us. <laughs> and I don't think I need to explain more than that. So I highly encourage if you haven't heard of Autism Level Up, go check out their resources, go check out their programs. They do have a store. Highly encourage you. Um, I am just continually amazed. And I was actually um, checking out <laughs> their um their energy meter travel thermos, because if you know me, you know that I am a thermos um, and and um, coffee mug lover. So that I've been looking, I've been eyeing that. So that's probably going to be my my uh, purchase for April. 
Um, so, so that's what I hope, you know, when I said happy autism month and I'm filled of gratitude and thanks while fully aware that I have a lot of work to do and I will continue throughout the rest of my career to promise that I will continue to learn and unlearn every single day for the better of all. Um, and especially for the better of those students that I'm working with. So my main hope for this podcast is really to support you as the listener to think about where are you? Um, are you at a, the awareness? And, and if you're at awareness, that's a great place to start. Use the Autism Level Up framework. Go check them out. Really, I think the better the better future I want to create is that we are, we're all working towards advocacy and all considering that uh, neurodiversity and, uh, and neurodiversity is necessary. All brains are amazing. All brains are amazing. All brains are different. And that's super important that we talk early and often to kids about that. So that I hope in this month when autism is brought up often, we are thinking about the importance of celebrating that all brains are different and that autism, a, a neurodivergent diagnosis, neuro, neurodiverse diagnosis, um, that we are celebrating that different brains bring us advancements towards our future. Um, Dr. Nick Walker also speaks on the neurodiversity paradigm, which I think is really important. And neurodiversity is really just that there is variance in different brains and neurocognitive functioning. And it's it's not disputable. <laughs> it's not disputable. Neurodiversity is not disputable. Um, the neurodiversity paradigm is essentially um, the, the framework. And again, Dr. Nick Walker speaks on this, and I'll link him in the show notes, that um, what we consider to be neurotypical is really a socially constructed concept. Neurotypical is really a socially constructed concept. How interesting. How interesting. Um, and, and I keep coming back to this one um, because, you know, sometimes as we joke as adults, like, well, what's normal anyways? Well, what's neurotypical anyways? Um, really getting to the heart of that. What's neurotypical? What does that mean? How do we, how do we kind of socially contrive that? Is, did it come to be because that's the max, that's when you're maximally productive? Um, I don't, I, I'm still learning to try and redefine what does that mean? Um, and so it's really important to think about that. It, we don't want all brains to be the same, right? We need, we need different brains. We need different neurocognitive functioning. Um, so really encouraging you in this month too, to really celebrate neurodiversity, celebrate neurodivergent brains, celebrate that brains that operate differently which again, I go back to the differently, differently from what. So maybe celebrate the concept that we have ranges of brains that can focus on all types of different topics to really advance our future. That's where I, that's where I want to focus. That's where I want to focus. That's where I want to go. I want to I want to keep moving forward. You know, as an SLP, I want to really think about. You know, in, in Vermont, one of the biggest things I always try and think about is really how can I how can I flip the switch in terms of supporting and empowering early on learners to really learn their brain, celebrate their brain, get a full toolbox of strategies so that they can be highly su successful with the personal, professional, academic endeavors that matter the most to them. Because that's what's most important. Um, I never want to encourage that here's the neurotypical way and here's how you do it. But what I do want to do is give tools for you know socialization, communication, and play. A tool, a toolbox, for how to really go about those interactions as you desire, because that's what's most important for me. If you want to engage, I want you to be able to engage. If you want to go get that job, I want you to feel like you have the tools to go get that job. And so that's part of it. The second part of it is thinking about how can I create sustainable systems that are supportive of neurodiversity and that are aware about the necessity of neurodiversity and that there are different strengths for every person 
And that means we can look at what roles different brains can serve. Some brains are really good with jobs that are pe- that are people facing. Some brains are really good at jobs that are more um, stru- uh, stru- uh, structured and systematic. Some brains are better at creativity, right? So this this whole concept about figuring out where people's strengths are and trying to support and match and create systems that do that is really meaningful and important work for me. And I know it's I know I'm I've got uh, lots of big dreams and big hopes, but. You know, this month, what about no better time than this month to really do that? So, so I hope, you know, happy, happy autism month. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here for episode nine. And, you know, to all the autistic individuals I've worked with, will will work with, continue to work with the families. Thank you. Thank you beyond measure. Thank you for being you. I'm just incredibly full of gratitude. I hope um, this episode brought you some new thinking and I will see you in two weeks for episode 10, where I'll share a little bit more about why co-regulation is greater than self-regulation. I hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Brainy SLP podcast, where we celebrate neurodiversity and bring awareness to the fact that all brains are awesome. I hope you loved today's episode. If you would like to leave any feedback, please feel free to find me on Instagram at Miss Daniel Kent or send me an email, Danielle at DanielleKent.com. I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, please take the best care of you.